Good Wednesday afternoon. Welcome to Between Sundays with your host Andrew Wood and Pastor Jason Hayes of Shoreline Church. Listen as Jason and Andrew discuss dealing with the cultural issues of our days from a biblical worldview and how we as Christians live and operate between Sundays. Coming up on WRJZ Joy 620, join in on the conversation. And it's another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes. Jason, we're having a pretty uh, philosophical discussion off air about the 40-hour work week. We are. It it is definitely a conversation worth having. Yeah, I'll fare. uh, (laughs) Maybe on air. (laughs) No, we were just talking, um, you know, uh, as as, uh, culture's changing, you just wonder how... Many people's jobs are changing. Yeah. And then you ask yourself, how many of their jobs truly do require 40 hours? Well, or it's, 50 it, hours it's interesting or because the 40 hour, that's what we were saying. The 40 hour model, the 40 hour work week model, I mean, has been a model my whole life. So I'm assuming it's been a model my mom's whole life. You know, Dolly sang the song "Working Nine to Five. There's Which, a point I'm sure, for that, right? I'm sure Dolly was the, yeah, the originator like, of that. Like, no one thought, <laughs> hey, 40 hours, and then Dolly came out and was like, crap, that is exactly, CEOs across the world were going, that's exactly what we need to do. So you were just talking, you were talking about how you're refinancing your home. Yeah. And you were just saying how, you know, in, in past Past decades, you know, I mean, that would have been a major amount of Even when of work. we bought our first house in 2006, we bought our first house in 2006, uh, the process was stupid. Took forever. Right. Oh, I got to fax this to you. I got to run this over to your office and this piece of paper. And, and then it's like, well, you got to get your W-2 and you got to get pay stubs. And I was like, pay stubs? I got to go to HR and yes. contact somebody oh, about yeah. pay stubs. And, and I got to wait on and them then for two weeks. You so. need bank statements? I have to actually go to the bank to get those statements. And I don't know how long that's going to take, how right. many pieces of paper. This time, literally the application like has a checklist and it says, upload it here. I was just taking pictures of things. Yep. Taking picture with my phone. And the camera quality is insane. Sure. So immediately was able to update it. It took me no time. Yeah. Absolutely and, and, no time. Yeah. We, um, we did a, chose to do a pool loan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we considered just trying to do it up front and then we considered doing, uh, just doing it as a, a loan, yeah. uh, to, for the pool that we're going to be putting in. <clears throat> and, um, and I think I did everything. Yeah. Uh, via DocuSign or so uh, uploaded documents. Yeah. Now so, there. Are- yeah. So then the thought is, okay. Well, so the person that was handling those processes did their job change, or maybe actually might just be more so that they actually just have higher expectations. Right. It could be. It could be that, and also it's not as if you know they may still be working those forty hours. But now they don't have to be at a desk. Sure. They don't, you know, even, uh. Yeah, you're monitoring the process. Yeah, like sure. you're, you can be anywhere. You, right. you can do your job anywhere. Which is that, I think that's what we're seeing is people moving from California to Tennessee or, or from Vermont to Florida or New York to, you know, wherever. I think it's because it's like, oh, I can, the pandemic showed me that I can do my right. job anywhere. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that has been positive. Sure. About the pandemic. I do think. That as I was saying, I think maybe in some people's cases, it's not so much that now, hey, they figured out how to do their job a little bit easier. It's, yeah, you figured out how to do your job a little bit easier. And so expectations are just mm-hmm. out the door. Yeah. And that's really, I'm, I'm, I, I'm taken back to 
a very powerful cinematic moment okay. in the movie Elf. Yes, of course. When Buddy the Elf is trying to keep up with all the other toy makers, and yeah. he cannot can't make the Etch-A-Sketch as fast. Can't do it. Sometimes people just come to that moment. Yeah. You can't make the Etch-A-Sketch hey, as fast. Hey, this isn't for me. This job isn't for me. <laughs> and I'm going to now... Uh, walk oh, to New York. Man. All right, <laughs> so uh, you're in the middle of uh, you know another week here with yeah. school going. You guys have found routine. Yeah, we have. Said. You know, it's, routine's not as big of an issue. Yeah, homeschooling is a little but, bit different. Right. But but I will say, man, it's been a it was a big weekend this past weekend for the Wood family. Oh boy. What so was it? so last Friday, first off, I had to take all four kids to the doctor. For well checks. Okay. Okay. Evelyn starting kindergarten. Uh, so. Do you get a little nervous these days? You feel like you're taking your kids to the well go. checks? I didn't want to like, go to the doctor. You're like, I feel like yeah. we're going to leave the doctor and no longer be well. Yeah, I didn't want to go. Right, I understand. Because that. of that. Right. Um, and so, but we went and everything went fine. Uh, filled out paperwork. I, I was, that was a, I love our, Pediatrician, but I'm like, I shouldn't have to hey, write I with be, my. I could, I could be using this because I know I'm going to be judged. You're going to get my paperwork and go. Well, clearly the mom didn't bring them today. Um, <laughs> and so I was having to ask Summer the years that everybody was born and mm. you know all this mm. stuff. And uh, yeah, you didn't need you didn't yeah. need to disclose that. On yeah, the and then <laughs> then we get back into the room and everything's going fine. They're all excited. You know, they're getting their weight and their measurements and. Of course, because we talk, you know, I'm I'm obsessive over fitness at the moment, uh, and so Gavin and Summer are like, "Ooh, have I lost any weight?" It's like, "Hey, y'all, don't need to think about those things or worry about those things." Right. So they're looking at the nurses like, "Summer's like, ooh, I'm down two pounds." I'm like, "Summer, stop it! What are you doing? You're eight years old, you know," and uh, which I thought was funny. And then uh, they took their blood pressure, which they haven't done in the past, and then they had to pee in a cup. Oh, uh, they wow. had to do that to test for performance enhancing drugs, obviously. Yeah, for HGH, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got them. I got them. I got Gavin loaded up on TRT and I'm kidding. That is a <laughs> he's, joke. He's folks. well on his way to the Olympics. <laughs> he is jacked. Um, and so, no, I'm kidding. They, uh, I don't really know what they were checking yeah, for. They, they just told him to be in the cup. It could be concerning. Well, Gavin was able to, you know, he's at the age he can hold his own cup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other ones, not so much. Oh, And boy. so it was a very humbling experience oh, for, for me. And uh, so so Summer did her thing. I have the cup. I go to set the cup down, and I spilled the oh, cup no. everywhere. Now, why everywhere. would you? Why? How Everywhere. it's you... running down the wall. Oh, Andrew. it's and I was uh, I I might have said something I shouldn't have said. Yeah, which that's all the kids focused yeah. on at that point. Sure. And then I mean it was just everywhere, and I was like, this is how do and, I get it and, back into the cup? And, and, and then, she doesn't have to pee anymore. Correct. So does do we have enough? She has liquidated her. And then of course, as soon as we open the door, what do my kids do? Daddy spilled the cup everywhere. <laughs> and I thought, I cleaned it up. No one's going to, you know, she just had to pee a little. Yeah. No, nope, they told everybody. Oh, my. Uh, so that was that was interesting. Uh, so the doctors, that all that went fine. Everybody's good and well. And then uh, Saturday, oh my, I've been asking for a flagpole since we <gasps> bought our house six years ago. And uh, never have gotten one. And I mean, every year, Christmas, birthday, Valentine's, you name the holiday, I'm asking for a flagpole. Yeah. For my birthday last month, I got a flagpole, and Saturday, I finally got it in the okay, ground. Okay, so we're going to need to talk about this. Finally got it is, in the ground. 
I have a lot of questions. Yeah, it was a awesome. lot of yep. questions. Okay, so for starters, one where does one purchase a sure. flagpole? This is called a Roosevelt flagpole. Okay, and uh, Aaron bought it online. Okay, and how does the flagpole arrive? Like, it just came like, in the mail. Like just a very like long box. Very, yeah. Like, so this particular flagpole, and I'm trying to think of the the wording. But it's where it collapses into itself. Okay, okay. And then you can raise it up to 25 feet or you, that's the maximum. Okay. Or you can pick a, pick a place, you know, okay. how, how, and then you, there's pins and you tighten it up. Very easy assembly. Okay. Like super easy. Gavin and me assembled it in no time. And then it comes with the 18 inch sleeve that, that is what you put in the ground. Okay. So the, the 18 inch sleeve is, uh, the guy that I was watching a video of how to install it correctly. And he was like, you can dig a hole four feet deep and, and then you only need 10 inch diameter okay. of concrete. And I was like, four feet seems awfully deep. It does feel to, deep. Yeah. When the sleeve's only 18, unless I don't you, even know how I'm going to level it because it's way down there. Right. And so, uh, then he was like, or you can dig, uh, 18 inches deep and you can have like a, 31 inch diameter. And I was like, that's a lot of concrete on the surface right. that I don't really want. Right. And, and a little bit of that sleeve sticks out of the ground at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And so I went in the middle. I did two feet deep and two feet diameter. And your flagpole's currently sideways. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and, uh, and that puts the sleeve all the way in the ground. So you don't even see the sleeve okay. on top of the ground. And then we, I put two 50 pound bags of concrete around the sleeve. Okay. And then you just put the flagpole in the sleeve. It doesn't even connect to the sleeve. It's just very tight fitting. Okay. And so if we were to move, I can pull that flagpole out, leave the sleeve in the ground. You sure. never know there's like a flagpole that's there. That's how basketball goals are yeah. now. And so, uh, so this way I was able to put the, this way grass is going to grow all the way up to the pole. Yes. And there's no good. concrete that's on the good. surface. And uh, got it up, got the flag up, and boom, it's done. Uh, are you all going out every morning and doing a pledge? Here's the thing. Our kids do that in homeschool anyway. They okay. hold a, a small flag. Right. Uh, so now they have a big one to look at. And, and I'll be honest, yesterday, multiple times, I just looked out at it waving I in just, the wind. <laughs> I went out and sat on the front porch, and I just, just watched it. You just admired it. Multiple, like multiple times now do you i even at one point said hey kids let's go sit on the front porch and and watch the flag wave and gavin started the national anthem (laughs) do you foresee uh any additional flags i like are we going with the tennessee no i think if anything there may be a season where i just have a tennessee flag uh or just the american flag that's what i have now but we're not i don't think i'm gonna have two we're not gonna be four levels down it came with four carabiners so you can put two flags on there if you want i just think that's a lot for 25 feet it's not you know if you got a real tall flagpole yeah two flags might work yeah but 25 feet is tall but to me not really tall enough for two flags yeah maybe a don't tread on me flag uh um but but yeah, right now just the American flag and man, it looked good flowing in the wind. Man, yesterday. that is yeah, a big, that was a big big day. That was a, it sounds like you had a big yeah. weekend. Yeah, man, oh, man, we also bought so, a bunch of wood. We're we're preparing to build the chicken coop. Wow, I haven't made it yet, but it's all sitting there ready to be built. Good grief! Because the chicks are growing. They are 
outgrowing their space. Well, very we, much so. We um, are now two days in. Okay, so uh, Monday and Wednesday and Friday, Hayden has six thirty workouts before wow. school. So for them, for baseball in the fall, baseball, which yeah. is a spring sport yeah. in the fall, they have eight practices a week. Oh my gosh. For his school. Wow. So three in the morning, which are morning workouts, Monday, Wednesday, <clears throat> right. Friday, uh, which makes me nervous because he'll be able to beat me up quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and then every day after school for just normal practice with a ball and glove and hitting yeah, yeah. and all that other stuff. And so, um, the point is he, Turned 15 over the weekend. Huge deal. Wow. Turned 15 over the weekend. And I've already begun, after two practices, have wondered, can I apply for a hardship, hardship license? license? Yes, of course. <laughs> because you driving really him to, to school yeah. at 6.30 or 6.10 or whatever it may be in the morning has been no joke. I and begged, so here on Wednesday afternoon, I am a little taxed. Yeah. I begged my parents for a hardship license. Really? Especially after they divorced. I, I use that, buddy. Yeah. It's like mama. Like you look at all you're having to do. Oh, and daddy's milking cows twice a day. Bless your heart. I mom. mean, just let me drive. I mean, I begged for it until I turned 16. Literally until the day I was like, you sure? I mean, I think we could get it. Real we have I'm hard close. I'm getting close, just and, like a month uh, or two no, out. I had to wait till I was 16. Yeah, I mean, I still drove when I was 15, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not legally. Uh, not legally. Yeah, not legally. I would take back roads to the co-op to get feet. We had the conversation yeah. with uh, one of Hayden's friends. It feels like there's kind of a, a trend, and and not so much like specific to Hayden's friend group or anything yeah. of that sort. But I feel like I hear a lot about a lot of. Um, young people that are not in a hurry to get their driver's yeah, license. Yeah, it's very strange. Okay? And very strange. I have basically established to Hayden, you're not going to be one of those people. No. You are going to get your driver's license the moment that you can. Yeah. Uh, and I plan on us working for him to get his permit very soon. Yep. So then we can have him ready get to him drive. Ready. And yeah. I don't mean like... Hey, so you can just kind of drive yourself. I mean, like, is, is, I understand there's limitations sure. and restrictions and all stuff, but he is going to start driving some Hayes boys. Oh, yeah. As soon as it is legal. My parents didn't have to convince me. Yeah. Like, yeah. the day I turned 16, I had my license. I was on the road. It was, there's been a few of those moments in my life, greatest moments of my life. Getting my driver's license. One of them. Top of the list. Top five. <laughs> Let's see, I have four kids. So in the yeah, top yeah. six. Yeah, top, top six. six at least. Well, uh, Hayden's Hayden's eager as well, and yeah. so that's encouraging. Hey, listen, when we come back, we're going to talk about some things that have happened this week, and there's plenty of to talk about. We'll be back in just a moment. I like that. That, that, that takes you back to people working 40 hours. Yeah. That was like the thing, man. You would, uh, men back in that time would go, didn't matter where they worked, they wore a short sleeve button up with a tie and they didn't come home dirty. So it should very be, odd. it should be noted that my middle son, Henley, uh, they are required to dress up, uh, for school on game days for football. Okay. That, yeah. Okay. We used to do that. Yeah. Which yeah, is pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Uh, my wife uh, sent Henley to school last week in khakis. Yep. 
uh, a, a tie, yep. okay, which is fine. One of my ties that yep. got left to the school. Sure, of course, unfortunate. Did. Yeah, yep. uh, and the short sleeve button. Come on. And yeah. um, I rocked that look. And he, quite a, uh, wow. he actually looked pretty great, yeah, man. Um, he did look a little bit like what's the guy uh, Foley or whatever the guy that lived down by the <laughs> Matt, uh, Matt Foley yeah, or whatever yeah, that Chris lived, Farley's character. Yeah, yeah that yeah. lived in a van down by the river. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He looked a little bit like yeah, him, yeah. Um, but Put he was pretty, on pretty darn yeah. cute, if I do yeah, say man. so. But yeah, you don't see the short sleeve polo with ties much. No, today. you got to though. But he went with, especially it. as hot as it's been. You can't wear. I said short sleeve, short sleeve button up. Yeah. I should say. Yeah, yeah, you really don't see the short sleeve polo <laughs> with the tie. You really yeah. don't see yeah, that. Yeah, he did and not you, do that, and you shouldn't probably, see that. I probably would have stepped in yeah, on that. You one, shouldn't so. see that. I would. I would work in a. a a bolo tie in there. Ooh, some too. Wow. Some Man, boots. That's, that's next level. Some square-toed boots with his khakis. Hey, so this week, it has been a wild scene in Afghanistan. Man, yeah. Uh, and so... That escalated uh, quickly. Yeah, what we try to do each and every week is obviously have a lot of fun, talk about all kinds of silly stuff related to our own life, but also talk about some things that are happening in the world or things that are happening in our country. And I guess this issue connects to both. Yeah. And so... Give us a bit of a uh, you know breakdown of what's happening. Yeah, you know, and and of course, if you're if you're watching the news, reading the news, listening to talk radio, you know, blogs, Twitter, any of those things, you're going to get a number of different sides of this. Uh, this is something that that Trump wanted to do uh, as well, and, and probably would have done had he won. Uh, is is withdraw troops from Afghanistan? Look, we we have we've been fighting in the Middle East. I mean. My, my whole life, it seems like. But but we've been fighting in the Middle East mainly since 9-11 to the point now we have we have guys and girls fighting over there that weren't even born when the trade towers came down. Right. And and it's just been we, – we've tried a little bit of everything. And, you know, some we people, tried a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, one of my true. kids would say a lot of it of everything. And yeah. some people call it nation building and we're trying to make them in the image of America. Right. And, and it just – that doesn't work. Right. Been clear, it doesn't work. We've we've seen uh, messes like this in Lebanon. We've we've seen it in Libya. We've seen it yeah. in in a number of different places. Benghazi. You've just seen a, a, a bad thing. Some bad things happen, and uh, and so we have trained. We have uh, facilitated. We have armed resources. I mean, we have spent yeah. billions of dollars, if not. And, Trillions. and, and lit, genuinely decades. Yeah. Uh, and, and lives. And, and there's men and women that are walking around missing limbs that, that are dealing with the ramifications of fighting over there. I mean, I hear interviews of guys like Evan Schaefer, who, who runs Black Rifle Coffee. He spent nine years of his life, whether it be from an army ranger to a CIA uh, operative in the Middle East. Right. Trying to do this, Tim Kennedy. I mean, you, the list goes on and on and on of these guys that have spent years and years and years of trying to train and prepare this military for the day that America pulls out. And and this is why we still have Americans in Germany. This is why we still have Americans all over the world is because a lot of times the pulling out creates a vacuum and then bad people uh, fill the fill fill the void. Right. And so that's what you're seeing in Afghanistan. The, the problem here is not only did we pull out, we we said the day. Like, hey, by this day, we're going to be gone. And so if you're a bad guy, that'd be like me saying, hey, folks, I lock my door every day. But on on this day, that's going to be the day. If everything's unlocked. You can and have be, access to it all. And I'll day. be out of town for months. <laughs> 
Well, like, what's like, going to happen? It's like Home Alone. Yeah, like the bad guys are going to go, hey, let's just be patient. Right. Let's right. just wait it out. And so what the crazy thing with social media is now the Taliban has moved in and we're watching it all unfold, not on CNN and not on Fox. The footage that they are using are actual social media posts by Taliban. Right. And so you see them roaming through the president's and home. And I don't know if you saw, there's an interesting dynamic that's going on with Al Jazeera. You know, basically yeah. they're literally featuring what, they, what they're calling exclusives. Yep. And so it seems to be. Uh, that while they would claim, you know, this, this, uh, you know, not er, a, a, um, a healthy relationship yeah. with all parties, sure. you know, there, I mean, it feels like yeah. if you get an exclusive relationship with the Taliban, that should be concerning. And so, man, well, the president of Afghanistan's already gone. Right. He's left. Right. Fleed the area. I saw footage last night of, uh, people leaving the airport trying to get out of Afghanistan. The concern, I mean, there's a lot of concerns, but there's also footage and pictures of the Taliban taking all the guns that we left, the helicopters that we left. You have President Biden uh, in a press conference saying there will be no, Kabul's not going to fall. It, it fell. Right. Uh, you have President Biden saying there will be no footage of helicopters rescuing America, Americans out of the embassy. That's happened. Right. Um, and, and here's the thing. If we'd have withdrew 10 years ago, five years ago, Five years down the road, this is what happens. And and I don't know the answer. You're going to hear a lot of folks think they have the answer. And, and, and many of them are, are politicians that have never fought a day in their life calling for more American soldiers to go and lose their life and limbs to, to, to fight in this area. And so I don't have an answer. I'm not a veteran. I've never right. served. And right. so it's even hard for me to discuss this because I know you have some veterans that are like, so so what happened with the last 20 years that right. we put in? And then you have others going, we should have been out of there. This is yeah. why we should have never went. Yeah. And so you're going to hear some people going back as far as George W. and blaming him. And and then you're going to hear people uh, of you know that, that say, well, we can't blame a Republican. We can only blame Biden. And then you're yeah. going to hear the other side saying, well, if they would have just done this in the first place. Right. And so it's a mess. It is a big, big, giant mess and and i feel for the people of afghanistan the women and children christians that are trying to live over there that are going to be attacked the women this is going to be a terrible thing for women in that area mm-hmm. uh, because the taliban have no respect for women uh, they have no respect for for anybody but they certainly don't have respect for women and children and, and christians and so this is a time to pray for for those that have been having underground churches and i saw a post the other day that that said the Taliban has put out a statement to Christians. We know you're having underground churches. We know where you are and we're coming. And that's a scary, a, yeah. a scary thing to deal with. I mean, it is, it is a mess, uh, on steroids. It yeah. is very bad. Well, <clears throat> I think the, uh, the, the dynamic that we're seeing unfold in Afghanistan is a reminder to us that unfortunately we cannot, we cannot policy our way out and beyond from sin and we cannot politic our way out and from beyond sin we we wish that we could and we wish that we could govern our way out of that but at the end of the day this is true for um, the taliban and it can also be true for even our own wicked hearts at times listen people that live in sin live in sin and they are going to follow wicked ways and they're going to choose to pursue things that are unrighteous and at many times, even with the deception of the enemy, they see some of those acts as righteous. 
And so when you begin to look at the broad scope of ideology and you begin to consider the weight and the magnitude of generations of thinking and all that comes into it, it is very, very difficult just to fix it with yeah. a policy or a politician or some funding. It is very difficult. And unfortunately, as you said, I'm not 100% certain that we wouldn't see the exact same outcome, whether it was a few years yeah. ago or whether it would be a few years from now. And that is hard, friends. It is really, really hard because, again, as you said, these are real people that are pursuing um, freedom for many, yeah. um, real people that are looking for safety for many, and yet also very real people that are also looking to oppress them. Yep. And so, man, we just have to pray, deeply pray, for the issues that are going on in Afghanistan. Pray for the leaders of our own country that are helping make decisions of what we should do next, if we should do anything next. We'll continue the discussion when we come back. So as we continue to talk about what's going on uh, around the world, you know, sometimes we, uh, I was talking to Erin over the weekend and I said uh, something about Afghanistan and she just looked at me like, uh, what's happening? Why are you talking to me about Afghanistan? Yeah. You know, why is a, uh, a dude in Knoxville, why do you care? We have other things going on. And, and so there's part of me going, like yeah, the, like the flag, like the flagpole and chicken coop. And, <laughs> and so there's part of me that's like, yeah, that like we we have a pandemic. We have right. things going on in our own neck of the woods. And, and so but but when you see this happen and because the war, quote unquote, war on terror has has kind of been a fixture in our lives since September 11th, 2001. It, when you see this, even though you knew the day would come eventually, probably that we would pull troops from there, and Trump pulled troops from some areas, and 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 so there's arguments of well, and it's all strategy. That is it. Do we pull them all? Do we leave a presence? Uh, you know, they even uh, the administ the the Biden administration even told the Taliban, hey, if you if you come in and do what you say you're going to do, you're not going to be seen as a legitimate uh, power. And it, you think the Taliban cares about being seen as legitimate? That's yeah. not their goal. Their goal is not to be seen as some kind of powerhouse that we get to sit at the same table as the president of the yeah. United States. Their goal is not legitimacy. Their goal is, uh, hey, we got an ideology that we're putting forward. And if you don't agree with that, you're in the way. Right. And you're an obstacle that we're going to mow over. And they showed quickly within a span of 48 hours, it was done. Right. I mean, you get the president to leave. It's done. Yeah. And, and so now the question is, what does America do? Do we, do we step back in? Do we put a forces back over there? Uh, I saw, I mentioned Tim Kennedy earlier. He's a MMA fighter, army ranger. He still serves in special forces for the army. I mean, he, he is a incredible dude. And Mitt Romney had posted something about we need to get troops back over there. And, and Tim Kennedy responded and said, you get me the plane and the resources, I'll get the guys. The only condition is you have to go with me. Because I think some of these guys are tired of politicians standing in Washington and sending men and women to go fight wars. Did Romney respond? No. 
<laughs> so Kennedy's like, look, I'm willing. Sure. I've gone multiple times and I can get you the guys. He lives in Texas. Yep. There's more special forces veterans in Texas than anywhere on the planet. Right. And, and he says, I'll get the guys, but you have to go with us. Yeah. And of course the response is, well, I'm not, I'm not going no, with I mean, you. Come on, no, and, no, and yeah. so it, but there, there is a dynamic here where you have, Guys that so I'd be interested to see guys like Dan Crenshaw, who's a congressman, sure. veteran, lost his eye in the war. Uh, I'd be interested to hear his take. You know, guys that have that, that actually have blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, he lost an eyeball yeah. in in the Middle East. Like, what are their takes on this? Right. And, and guys that actually trained Afghan forces men and to women. take over men yeah. and women of right. of like, what is this? Now what? And I think that's a, a piece that I, I think I would just encourage again our, our listeners today is that, you know, we we do not have uh, any belief that you or nor I have the answer no. to such a complex no. issue. Um, but I do think that one thing that we can do is if we're going to take action, we just continue to pray. And yeah. who do you pray for? You think, oh, well, certainly maybe we pray for, um, you know, just Afghanistan as a whole. Maybe yep. pray for. Um, uh, church and ministries that are, that exist in those, in those parts of the world. And you pray for that. But I also think we also look at an issue that's this complex and an issue that is this reaching. You also pray for veterans here. Yeah. Uh, because I, I do believe that there at times, um, can just be an, a, a new wave of emotion that comes sure. to those that have battled PTSD, those that, they may even feel like some of their service is well behind mm-hmm. them and they're kind of well processed and assimilated back into culture. But man, you then begin to start to think, Hey, wait, I lost a brother over there or Hey, I, yep. I watched what I did or I did what I did. I mean, all these things that haunt them in so many ways. And then that easy temptation to come in their mind and say, was it all for vain? Yeah. What, what, you know, was it all in vain? Was it just, was it, was it pointless? Well, you know, and, and so. Just to pray for peace for our veterans, um, because man, um, we are incredibly grateful for the sacrifice they've well, made. Well, that and, and even the and I, I say kids because I know a kid he just graduated high school. He was sworn in last week to the Navy before this this happened, and so he just now is about to start basic and, and go through the process. And how many kids, uh, young men, young women that are signing up that signed up last week or two weeks ago? And who knows now what this means? Are, right. you know, are we going to be sending troops back? Are we, what does that look like? And, and it's just the, the unknown is, is difficult. And I think, I think because of the social media aspect and the, uh, the ability to, you know, used to, we would have to, we would, I remember in, in the Gulf War in, in the nine, in the early nineties, I was very young, but I remember watching the news with my parents and seeing, Shots fired and these things. I remember 9-11, you know, I remember seeing shots fired and, and you had to watch the news. You couldn't just turn on Twitter or Facebook. And now we don't even need that. Right. Like the footage they're using is the, the right. Taliban actually filming this. Right. So it, it's kind of eerie to watch Taliban insurgents rummaging through a mansion that the president just lived in or, or rummaging right. through an embassy or you know, negotiating terms before they attack a place and watching all that unfold. Uh, it's amazing how far we've progressed in terms of technology that allow, I mean, you think back to back during the civil war and generally e, or, or, uh, generally and generally in, and grant 
having to negotiate like it was letters back and forth yeah, and right. send guys out on on horses to yeah. go send. And now it's like we just watch it unfold. Right. And it's crazy. It is. It is absolutely wild. crazy that we're watching it. And then we wonder why we're an anxious society. Yeah. Because we weren't made to have all of that. Yeah, we talked about know it. all of that. And and of course we're anxious. We're seeing people trying to leave the airport in Afghanistan because they want to get out of there. And we're watching all that unfold. I think I've mentioned this before, but you know, I I, I read this article not too long ago, but it talked about artificial omniscience. Mm-hmm. And it was the idea that basically for so many of us who battle anxiety and 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 just kind of the weight of yeah. especially if you're a Christ follower and feel like an obligation to like yeah. how do we how do we embrace the responsibility we have? You know, what, what, what can we do? But just that idea that, yeah, you look at 200 years ago. I mean, the tragedy that you knew about were the things that were happening right there yeah. in your home. You know, hey, your wife had a miscarriage. The crops didn't come in. Yep. Your brother may have been in war, but you didn't, you didn't see what was you happening on a day to day basis. Or you might yeah. get a letter and he's died in the middle of it. That's correct. You know? But today we see every crisis now, of course, not not in each and every person's home and things of that sort, but we're aware of every way. Uh, if, if you want to know about every war that's happening yeah. on the face of the planet, you can know. If you want to know about every natural disaster that's happening on the face of the planet, you can know. Even if you don't want to know, many of those yeah. things are being put and pushed in front of you. And at some point you think, man, I was not intended to carry the yeah. emotional weight why? Because I am not God. Yep. Uh, and yet I'm getting information that almost feels as if I am, and yet I don't have that emotional bandwidth. When I loved it, I would love to hear from somebody that's like, I wasn't, I wasn't an anxious person, but now I am. Yeah. Because you even said that we may not know what's going on in people's homes, but social media has kind of allowed us to see that. Right. And because people go on social media and post about a, an argument or a fight or a breakup or a divorce or a, a child abuse or, or whatever. Right. And so we're carrying the burdens. And, and at some point, we have to take a deep breath and go, I don't know. Like, I can't carry that anymore. Right. And, and, and truly be okay. I had a conversation with a guy not too long ago and said, listen, man, like, I so appreciate. And you and I both would never diminish anything that is clearly of the spirit. Like the Holy spirit is prompting someone towards action. And man, like you need to embrace that. And if there's the kind of holy discontent in your life related to something or a specific issue, then man, by all means, uh, you, sir, you ma'am need to step into that space. And yet also like being okay with not having to fix Mm -hmm. everything. Like, hey, I'm going to love my wife. I'm going to love my kids. I'm going to invest into my community. And I am going to work hard to provide for the people that I love. And I'm genuinely going to die. I know that sounds really, really morbid. But for so many of us, we feel this incredible weight of like we are responsible for changing the world. And at some point, no, we have to be mindful that God will change the world. He'll use the hands and feet of Jesus and use the hands and feet of the people of Christ. And yet we just also have to know that we may not be able to to fix everything across the other end of the world. And so that's a weird balance, friends. I, I don't know the answer to it. This is why the beauty of who God is, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit is that we do have the spirit that kind of helps guide us and lead us in all that murky because we don't know. We're like, hey, I'm supposed to steward the moments I've got right here with my wife, my kids, my family, my church, my job. And yet also, 
how do I pray for and how do I care for those that are around the world that don't have what I have? And so yeah. we just ask the Spirit to lead us and guide us. Not, and if, if He leads you, then then obey. And I think I think part of it too, a lot of this could easily cause, and I know I I struggle with this quite a bit. It could easily cause you to go the other way, complete disengagement, yep. complete yep. uh like, hey, you know, maybe I just want to go. But there is something attractive about living off the grid and yes. being disconnected and disengaged from everything, and and it's a it's a hard thing to to uh, to deal with. Of okay, well, all of this I can't carry that burden, so I'm going to eliminate any of those, right? And then I'm just going to deal with my immediate family and nothing else. Yeah, and that's not the answer either. And that's the the thing that we juggle of yeah. where's the uh, the happy medium somewhere in there and that's hard it's not easy and and it because it legitimately seems like every day there's something else i mean we haven't even talked about haiti getting hit by another giant earthquake yep i mean there's so many things happening that it's hard to uh to step into those and and that's why we got to get back to praying and and, and trusting that god's going to lead us through that yep we'll we're going to talk more, more. every Wow. Man. Is that Monica? Who's that? Whitney Houston. Monica Whitney Houston. <laughs> I don't know why we were Monica. Who the heck is Monica? I don't even remember. Monica and Brandy had a song together. Oh, I don't even yeah. remember Monica in yeah. general. Look more or less. I'm pretty like, sure it was maybe it, maybe maybe it wasn't so. Monica, but I'm pretty sure it was. Whitney Houston, man. Her voice. I something feel else. Like our incredible producer, Dave, was really on the spot there because I don't know if you all, I don't know if our listeners followed that, that train of thought that happened right yeah. there. Because see, this is, this is radio magic yeah. that just happened right there because Whitney Houston just sang that song. Yep. No one better to ever do the national anthem. Oh, by far. Than Whitney Houston. Uh, it is the best. When you sing the national anthem, you look at a flag. Yeah. You have I a new flagpole. Yep, that is right. That is how all that works. That is right. We probably should have played her version as I was raising the flag. <laughs> uh, but but you know, interesting thing too about Whitney Houston, the connection to East Tennessee is Dolly. You know, I will always love you. Written yes. by Dolly was the number one hit for Dolly right. years ago. Then Whitney brought it back up with the, the soundtrack of the Bodyguard. That's when soundtracks were a thing. I don't I know. even know. Are they even a thing now? Yes. Uh, so only reason I know that is because. There was a soundtrack for the uh, whatever the like animated version of right. Spider-Man. Right. Okay. Uh, that the one that was like the one that yeah, came out a couple out. years yeah, yeah, ago, yeah. Uh, and it had into the Spider Verse. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Right. And so there was a soundtrack for it, and it was actually quite good. Yeah. Uh, my kids listened to but it. But it's so. not like used. I remember back in the day, like I wanted the Space Jam soundtrack. I wanted I wanted those cassettes. Yes. Because those were good. They Absolutely. they carried the movie, and and uh, I will always love you. With the bodyguard, like that song became number one because of the movie, and that movie became number one because of the song. Oh, it was spectacular and so powerful. Uh, yeah, and and I didn't even at that time in my life, I don't even know if I knew Dolly Dolly's version. Wow. And uh, I love Dolly. Yeah, but Whitney's version. I think She's, Dolly would even admit, yeah, Whitney's better. version took it's it better. to another level. Yeah, it's better, uh, for, for sure. sure. And so it's wow. amazing how. Uh, those connections to East Tennessee. Anything um, 
coming up in the upcoming week. We've kind of talked about yeah, stuff that's I'm, happened uh, in the past. I'm flying on an airplane. I also am flying on an airplane. I've yeah. not spoken to you. Where are you flying? I'm flying are you, are Sunday. You, are you comfortable in sharing it with our listeners? Uh, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm flying Sunday to San Antonio. Wow. Texas to Alamo. I'm going to see the Alamo. Uh, I'm also, I'm at a, I'm going to a conference yeah, in San Antonio. And so I flew once last year, uh, during the pandemic. So I'm assuming it's going to be the same. It'll be great. I'll just have to wear a mask. We, I guess. Flew, we flew to DC not too long ago, uh, and it was fun. Yeah. Uh, we plan on doing some, some travel in the coming weeks, uh, and we'll fly. And I have a conference myself. Uh, I'll be going to Miami. Oh. Um, wow. Yeah, me and like, you're going to listen to Will Smith's song. Me and Will Smith. Yeah. And I don't know who else I don't hangs think he lives out there. I don't know. I don't think uh, he lives Gloria, there. Does Gloria Estefan still hang out in Miami? Yeah, maybe. J Lo? I don't know. Uh, I'm making up. She probably has a point. place down there. Yeah, yeah. Feels like that. Uh, For sure. Shaq? No, no. He I might. Think he's, I don't not. know. Probably anyway, not. so none of those people are going to be. None of those people will be actually at the little gathering yeah. that I'm participating in. I've never I'm been not to Miami. The, not that I'm aware of. I've never been to Miami. Uh, I, I hear have, it's pretty awesome. I've been to Miami one time before. Oh, yeah. before you go, there's a Netflix docu series called Cocaine Cowboys, and oh. it's specifically in Miami. So you might should watch it. I don't know if I will. You might should. Thank you. Though. I don't know. You're going there. That. You're going to prepare to see the sights and sounds of Miami. <laughs> May not hurt. To, uh, to catch up on, of course that happened in the 70s or 80s. But, yeah. Um, but Florida in the news, man, they, DeSantis is, uh, making some waves around the, wow. around the country with, yeah. uh, with different things. Texas too, Governor Abbott's, uh, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Texas, you know, we've kind of got comfortable in what Tennessee is like now. Right. And I think Texas is probably similar and Florida is probably similar. So we're going to places where we're probably not going to have to do too many different things in right. terms of uh, our everyday life. Have you all begun there. to get uh, conversations and questions and things of that sort again, even, you know, for you guys? Well, because uh, we're at, at, practice, right? at Hope, we're because we're a medical clinic, we still are requiring yeah, masks right, and stuff. Sure. So uh, nothing much has really changed yeah. for us. Uh, we're just keeping an eye on it. We're, we're obviously keeping an eye on, uh, COVID and pregnancy yeah. and women in pregnancy getting the vaccine and what that looks like. And, uh, and so, yeah, we're, we're staying on top of all that because yeah. we, 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 we want to make sure we're, we're, great, we're serving well. You were there last Sunday. Yeah. A great Sunday. Great, great, great Sunday. Um, uh, and, and got a really gracious, uh, but fair email from someone afterwards that was just kind of inquiring, like, yeah. Oh yeah. What do we do? Come. Where are we yeah. at? You know, what's next? And and so, um, uh, man, those are complicated questions. Just continue to pray for the church and pray for all those that are yeah. making hard now, decisions. Now I heard. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard that we're we're going to come in the building this Sunday and not leave. We're just all going to be quarantined together just to be on the safe side for a good month. I or two. like that. We actually had like a lock-in. Uh, we had, we'll call it that. We found a guy that had. Um, Stocked up supplies for uh, two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and most yeah, of his yeah. canned goods are expiring. So we're gonna and use so those. We're gonna Makes sense. Use those Makes for sense. A bit. Should be fun. We're kidding, folks. We'll talk to y'all next time. <laughs>